Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Clay Page. We got to talk about his time on American Idol, as well as who he wants to be as an artist. We also talked about his EP, Somewhere in Between, and his brand new song, Dixie. There's also a music video that goes along with that, so go check it out. Clay Page on the RCM Podcast, coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and today I'm excited because we got my buddy Clay Page coming to hang out with me. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. And uh, Clay, how you doing, man? Kyle, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm rainy doing fantastic. Georgia. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining? It, yes, we're raining, raining down in Georgia today. Hey, well, and, uh, I mean, we got a rainy day up here, too, so. <laughs> we live from the front porch, right? <laughs> there you go. We're live from the front porch, so I mean, if uh, if you start if there start becoming some crazy winds and you get uh, and you get wet by any chance, you know, that's why. <laughs> that's why. That's right. I'm sitting here listening off in the distance, man. My neighbor's rooster is is crowing. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's just crowing. I think he's got his time mixed up, man. I I've heard that <laughs> roosters are are not very nice animals. Is this true? Man, I don't I don't mess with chickens, honestly. There you go. Okay. I've I've heard that they can uh they can get you. There you go. I've heard that too <laughs> because I've heard that well my friend has his neighbor has chickens, but he has also has a rooster because I guess the rooster is, you know, what mates with the chickens, I guess. So right. but I've heard that the roosters can kind of be dicks. They they're not That's nice. Right. And yeah, you don't you don't mess with the rooster. Yeah. Especially when some hens are around from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, if a rooster ever comes up to you, just you just kick it, you just punt it. You give it a little it. it'll go away. It'll go away. So don't mess with the roosters, <laughs> is what we're getting at here. Right. We're starting off on, on a on a PSA. Stay away from the roosters. <laughs> Stay That's away. It. So you might know Clay if you if you if you already know Clay besides listening to this episode you might know clay prior to uh being on american Idol. is that season 17 or when they did the reboot do they call it season three or something or four right something like that i think you're right man i think you're right it was a it was the restart you know yeah so i think it was like three i listen i don't know either but uh it was 2019 i remember that okay then there you go so if, yeah. if you want to go look up clay just type in clay page american idol it'll come up that's it's easier that way but um yeah, yeah, Clay was on American Idol, and uh, you know he's uh, you know he's starting to, or he's he's done his own thing since then. He did his own thing before then, but um, yeah. So so if you're a, a fan of Clay's, and that's why you're here, welcome. If you are some weird fan of mine, and that's why you're here, also welcome. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, Clay. So you're on American Idol. You know you've been doing some uh, great great things since then. Um, you are from I appreciate Elber that, man. Elberton, Georgia. Is that correct? Elberton. That's right. On the South Carolina line. Is it so, okay. So it's closer to Carolinas than it is. Right. So that, that, that would be. Yeah, man. I'm honestly closer to Greenville, South Carolina than I am Atlanta, Georgia. You, so, I like how you said Greenville there. That's it. There yes, sir. Go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I'm, uh, I don't know, man. I'm five minutes from uh, Carolina, seriously. So I spend a lot of time in Carolina. So I go you, over there and get gas a lot of times because gas is cheaper. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I fill the old van up or the RV up in, in Carolina a lot of times, you know, and uh, 
but yeah, man, I've, I've spent a lot of time on Lake Russell, you know, where I grew up. Um, and it, it's literally the lake separates the two, man, Georgia and South Carolina. So uh, we're in between Lake Hartwell and, and Clark's Hill uh, awesome. down in Augusta. So Very cool. about an hour and a half from Augusta. So did you, um, did you do the whole jet ski, wakeboard, wake surf thing growing up? Or like, do you do that now? You know, man, I was not really. I was more of a, a John Boat trolling motor kind of guy. There you go. All right. <laughs> Fishing the coves, man. Fishing the coves back behind mama's it. house. Yeah. I love it. I love so, it. Uh, I, don't get me wrong, man. I I love riding jet skis and stuff like that. But we we uh, we uh never had any jet skis. So yeah. we had a John Boat, you know. <laughs> I respect it. I like anything with the motor. I'll take anything. I don't That's care. It. My friends like to go fishing. If we go on like my buddy's at a lake house. So if we take the boat out on the lake or whatever we're doing, I'm a, listen, I like to fish, but I fished a lot when I was a kid and I'm not good at it. So as I got older, you know, I started just to be like the guy who sits on the boat, drives the boat and, you know, or, or if we're on a canoe of some sort, row the boat. And then I, yeah. I drink beer. That's, that's what I do. And that, that's how I enjoy my fishing. Nothing trip. wrong with that, man. Nothing See, that's what I'm that. telling people. <laughs> that's what I say. I say, I yeah. might have the best spot because all I got to do is sit there and enjoy the view while you guys are stressing over a fish that you're not going to catch. That's right, man. I, you know, I grew up fishing, uh, like I said, Lake Russell, man. And, um, Fishing here on Russell, man, is different than than fishing a lot of other lakes. You know, we got a lot of spotted bass. Sometimes people mistake them for smallmouths or, you know, and, and things like that. But it's a spotted bass or a rock bass, you know. And so we grew up catching those, you know, uh, behind behind the house and that type thing, fishing Texas rig and all of that. So uh, when it comes to catching spotted bass, man, I can, you know, put you on them so you're, you're a semi you have, to, you have to come down sometime man and we'll all right all right i'll take you up on that offer and i won't just sit in the boat and drink the beer i'll actually try and catch they, it. well you can do that too <laughs> well, we, and, uh, yeah you can do that we'll kill two we'll birds with one fish. stone that's we'll right one stone. i like it you know the last fish i caught i will tell you this i can't i can't tell you the only thing i can tell you is the last fish that i caught and it was i uh was that last summer it might have been last summer honestly and i caught a catfish because we went catfish yeah. And I caught a catfish, but that's probably the last. Them, whisk, them whiskers will get you on a catfish too. Oh man. my talking god, yeah. But it's you funny because like we have this. Eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> don't worry about the chicken. The catfish, catfish <laughs> might get me. I don't know. Oh man. We have this pond by me, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty small pond. But at night, everyone goes in catfish because catfish are, I don't know, are they? I guess they're nocturnal or whatever you want to say but yeah but they come out so there's all these people over there with headlamps and i'm like man people do this every night like i just went once i caught a fish and i was like that's cool okay let's throw it back yeah. in man i tell you you gotta watch the night fishing trips too dude because snakes like to come to those lights you are <laughs> i'm not real big on snakes either <laughs> neither am i so you, you are you were discouraging my catfishing as it is i love it <laughs> that's so funny so so uh stay away from uh chickens and and honestly stay away from catfish too i mean that's that's yeah what be careful with them you gotta you gotta grab them just right when you take that's out right. of their mouth that's right <laughs> See, look at that. I told you, I said, I like to ramble and here we are rambling, but it causes for a better conversation. My personal opinion. That's, right, That's what I like. That's what I like. So let me, yeah. let me ask you a quick question here is when I was um, going through your social media is like, you know, 
you know, when you just look at social media and your bio says new old school, which I think is, which I love. I think that's great. Um, but I kind of want you to explain um, kind of what you mean by that. Maybe tie in what you're listening, what you listen to, uh, how that, that ties into your music, um, your original music and your songwriting, um, just to kind of get, uh, yeah, man. wrap their heads around who you are as an artist and like kind of what you stand for, if you know what I mean. So, man, I have to tell folks the new old school thing is definitely, you know, 90s, 90s country vein, uh, first and foremost. But in a live show, you know, we do a little bit of blues. We do a little bit of Southern rock, man. Uh, sort of a, a throwback to Skinner type thing, you know, if you will. And so it's just uh, honestly, it's new old school Southern music. Oh. If uh, I mean, it's, it's country. It's more country than it is anything, but there's a there's a hint of uh, southern in there as well. So, which people, which I don't think people realize is like, it's kind of like when you say country western, right? I mean, like there's a there's a difference. There's definitely exactly. So you just kind of have to uh, differentiate what that difference is, and and you know some people see it, some people don't. But I completely get what you're saying. Yeah, sort of swampy sounding, you know, stuff. Uh, yeah just southern rock and, and man i grew up listening to all kind of stuff man from hank senior to johnny cash to i remember being in high school like pulling up listening to hank senior and all my buddies were like dude what are you listening to i had a little sub you know in there and i'd be pulling up you know um dumping honky tonk blues you know hank yeah. senior all of that stuff man and even even skinner and uh gosh man just everything kenny wayne shepherd uh allman brothers um at ccr you know so yeah. the new old school thing man it's just it's all across the board so i now you just uh you, you popped a question to my head okay because because here's the thing it's like you know when we're growing up right you know you're, you're when you're a kid your parents kind of show you what they listen to and that's like kind of also what you listen to but then eventually right. you grow up and you start listening to what your friends listen to and then you start hearing what's on the radio and whatever else and you develop kind of what you like and i always talk about how I grew up on my dad's music, right? And then as I got older, you know, I started listening to what my, what my friends thought was cool. And I right. basically lied to myself and said that it was cool. Later on, realizing that I didn't think it was that cool and that the cool stuff was Leonard Skinner and the Eagles and, yeah. and, and, and that stuff. is That's the stuff that I thought was cool. But of course, as a, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kid, you're just like, no, that's right. not cool because it's not I what everyone feel that, man. So, so yeah. So like, how did you, cause I, I was, I failed at it. Like I, I wasn't able to get past what my friends were saying was cool and like realize what I actually thought was cool. But how do you, <laughs> like, I could never just pull up to school, absolutely blasting the hell out of like simple man or like these days God, I couldn't, I, you know how much I wanted to, I could not, I didn't have the nuts. It just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So like, yeah. I feel like you just like owned it and I love it. I think that's great. I, I that's Yeah, awesome. dude, that's, you know, I was just kind of like the hell with it, man. If they like it, if, if not, this is what I'm, I'm listening to. I, I, I remember, honest to God, man, like every Friday I used to listen to uh, <laughs> George Jones, finally Friday, man. That was my thing. Like I had to be thumping that, pulling through the parking lot, like in high school, man. And all hand me down forward, you know, so. And also, man, I was listening to a lot of Red Dirt stuff too, yeah. man, like country red dirt country like and honestly dude you know on the southeast it was like uh it was a lot of uh 
it, it was new. You know what I mean? Like the whole red dirt scene was new and like it was coming. I felt like it was making its way across to the Southeast. You know, there was very little people over here on the Southeast who knew anything about, uh, you know, the red dirt scene. And a lot of times I remember pulling up my, my buddies would be like, if they wasn't, if it wasn't Hank Senior, you know, it was like, who are you listening to? And it, it may be Stony LaRue, it may be Cross Canadian Ragweed, stuff like that. So, and those guys, man, out in Texas, like they played a big role, like in my sound as well, you know, like, and I always thought like a lot of that Stony LaRue stuff, man, uh, you know, Cross Canadian stuff was, was sort of a 90s thing too. It was a 90s thing in its own. So, yeah. I feel like all of that, man, just played a, a huge role in, the, in my sound and, and who I who I am as an artist, you know, and still today, man, a lot of my stuff, uh, you know, I, I, I change it up from time to time. Um, I don't ever really try to stay in one lane, I guess you could say, but like at the end of the day, it always falls back to that, uh, the roots of the 90s country music and, and just that new old school sound. So I respect it. I respect it. And it's funny because I, I actually watched a video earlier today and it was um, I don't even remember who it was, but I was just scrolling through on Twitter or something. It was someone saying that genres are like, are so hard because you're, you're kind of putting someone in a box, even though for the most part, that base is there, that box, that genre base, but you know, you want to expand to, to other sub genres or, or take risks in that, in, I guess, right. trying to say. which is, a, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to look at because you know, if I played you for a friend who has never listened to you before, they're going to say you're country, but I'm going to say, no, he's country, but he's got some rock in there too, or he's got some of this and yeah. got some of that. So, you know, I think it's kind of cool that you, uh, that, that you recognize that more Southern side to, to your music. Um, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say you're the most traditional Texas artist, but I also wouldn't say you're the most like traditional rock artist, <laughs> somewhere in the cozy middle, which is where Southern rock comes from. So yeah, the somewhere thing, in between. That's right. There you go. That's right. When, that's no right. pun intended, but pun intended. Yeah. Somewhere in between. That's awesome. That's great. I, uh, I, I'm a huge Skinner fan. I'm a huge Sonny LaRue fan. Um, yeah. I just, I, I think that's kind of, that's kind of where my, my love for country music started to uh, base from is that kind of stuff. Um, so I always, you know, have a soft spot, spot for the people who say that that's kind of where their influence came from because right. um, that's, that's you can't be in a bad mood listening to that kind of stuff either, you man. You know, it's impossible. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's uplifting music. And just, uh, I feel like that era of music, man, has so much of a soul. Um, and I feel like, you know, a lot of times, uh, I feel like sometimes we miss that today, you know, and, and music, uh, just not just in country music, but I mean, in general, like, there's a lot of soul that's missing behind. You, you know what? Yeah. I agree. You know what? I think that country music aside, other genre wise, if you take country music over here, you take all the other genres, right? And then you say like, where is the the emotion in all these other songs from, I'm excluding country music here, but where's the emotion? Like, I just don't feel like it's there. I, I just right. don't. Personally, I don't think it's there. And I think that obviously there's a lot of country music that also falls, falls under that umbrella too. Um, just by way of you know what people are doing right now but i you know i that's why i think that that kind of stuff is always you know um is always the best because it's true and you know you can hear it in the words and you can hear it in the instruments and and that's the important part right. or that's that's for me that's the part i like so 
Um, exactly. You know, so. And I feel like that's where that, I feel like that's where this, this underground, I'm gonna call it underground scene, you know, like all this stuff comes to a head, man. And like, that's the stuff that's really hitting, Yeah. you know, outside of top 40 radio, like that's the, the artists that are building sustainable careers, man, because like the music that they're, they're singing and the lyrics that they're writing and stuff is just real. Yep. And it's, it's raw. And I feel like that's stuff that, you know, people can connect to. And because when you're, when you're in the underground deal. Yeah. Cause when you're in the underground deal, I mean, what you, you're allowed to, you have, you basically, you know, all the balls in your court, you know, you have control. Exactly. So, so you, you don't have nothing to lose, man. Nothing. You literally have nothing to lose. And that's why I think that some of these independent underground artists are doing it the right way, in my personal opinion. But there's a deal. There's a thing to that. Like, you you know, you're not always going to fall on that track and it's hard to get on that track. But once you do, I think it can be successful. You just have to figure out a way to get there. Um, Right. So, but I I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Can we circle back to American Idol pretty quickly so that we can move? Yeah. But I think we should start there. Um, So you're on American Idol, like I said. Clay does not tape his boots. We know that. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's, you watch the, if you watch the audition, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So that's great. Clay doesn't tape his boots. Pretty cool. Unless, unless you've become a boot taper. I don't know. <laughs> uh, definitely not, man. <laughs> I honestly didn't know what he was talking about when he, uh, when he mentioned that, but yeah, I, I get asked that one quite often, man. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't take my boots. Sometimes I have to pull my pants up to show everybody like, Hey, there you go. Dang, take. <laughs> Clay is not afla- afraid of the flare. He is not That's afraid right. of the flare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that experience a little bit. You made a top 40, um, you know, yeah. uh, you had one hell of an audition, you know, you played in Hawaii, you know, you got, you got to do some cool yeah. things. Why don't you talk about that experience a little bit and kind of how that, possibly opened up some things for you i know it did um to yeah. an extent, um but it must have been cool nonetheless it was really neat man i was uh playing a songwriter night in nashville and they were there i had no idea that they were in the audience man invited me to a private audition in atlanta and i was like man this this email is a scam you know like what's the odds of american idol being there and sure enough man i followed up on the email i went to atlanta georgia auditioned for the show um, through all of that, man, I had a lot of stuff going on back home. Like my uncle Norman wasn't doing well. I just lost him. And, uh, so man, next thing I know, I'm signing paperwork to fly out to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is the, the round that y'all saw on, on television. And dude, like, seriously, I went in there with no expectations, man, because there was people in there that was way more talented than me blowing the roof off of the place, you know? And I'm like, the whole time through the whole thing, man, uh, I'm just like, what am I doing here, you know? <laughs> and all the way up to the top 40, man, like in Hawaii, I'm just like sitting here looking around. I'm like, dude, you're in Hawaii. Have you ever been like, in Hawaii before? Top, never, man. Dude, you're talking to somebody that had like really never been on a plane. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, the year that I had done Idol. So... It, it was just really cool, man. It was definitely a blessing. Uh, I will say, you know, I felt like American Idol was a great platform uh, for me to broaden, you know, my brand and for me to get out here and play new markets and stuff like that I have never been able to branch off into. But I don't necessarily think that it was a, a really good representation of who I am as an artist, like, because, I mean, man, I've I hadn't really played that Thomas Rhett song 
and That's I really awesome. lost out. Maybe since maybe since American Idol, dude. You know, I played even during that. Uh, I played a, I played original music through all of the segments of the show. Yeah, and and honestly, looking back now, man, I think that that may have had something to do with the airtime. That you know, I, I made it through six rounds, but only one of my auditions aired on national television. Right. So I'm sure there's a lot of you know stuff behind the scenes that I don't know about that play into the airtime and things like that. Right. You know, even when I was in Hollywood, man, I I was like, uh, there was one one time that I went out and I forgot all the words to one of the songs I was supposed to be singing. And I, I had like one chance to redeem myself, you know, and I was like, if I'm getting sent home, I'm getting sent home on a song that I wrote. At least there's a chance that they'll show it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but they didn't show the audition, you know, but Luke told me off, off camera, he's like, man, your original song is the one that pushed you through to the next round, which from that point was Hawaii. Yeah. So it was really cool, man. Like I said, I got to play a lot of original music, but uh, there's just, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, you know, with the show, man, that, uh, you know, I don't fully understand yeah. things like that, but with all of that said, man, it was a blessing to my career and I was extremely thankful for American Idol. Um, like I said, it definitely, I would say, you know, put me in some places that I, I would never dreamed of being Hawaii being one. one of them, right? <laughs> and I mean, listen, I mean, I, I guarantee you got burned in Hawaii. I'm just going to say, you, you know, you, you got, you got red hair, you got fair skin, just like me. I guarantee Dude, you got burned. Yeah, Come on. I, I really did. Um, <laughs> SPF 50 all the time. <laughs> there you go. But, me too. There you, you go. Know, <laughs> there I you definitely go. got burned. Um, Dude, it was like, I'm trying to remember. I think it was June, January. I was going to say June. It felt like June. <laughs> It was January, man. We was out swimming and stuff, you know. There you go. And still got sunburned. Hey, it, it happened. But it was it was a really cool experience, man. Yeah, that's it really awesome. was. Not, like I said, I wouldn't take anything for the experience. And like I said, I, I just I appreciate American Idol so much and and the opportunity, man. And and it was just a a great experience. But all of that said, man, like I I mentioned a few minutes ago, like I don't feel like that really showcased me as an artist. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and there's no, you know, there was never a thing of like, uh, you know, nobody forced me to play the songs that I played on the show. Yeah. Um, and there was some that I, I think, honestly, the audition that y'all saw, I played something, Thomas Rhett, Die Happy Man, and I played Jamie Johnson in color. And I, they just so happened to throw, they just so happened to throw the uh die happy man in there and we know why we know why i mean (laughs) like let's be honest and and if if my mom sitting here in new jersey was to sit down and watch an audition and i'm going to tell you something after i say this and they go okay do for the for the middle-aged suburban woman do we want to play thomas rest die happy man or do we want to play jamie johnson's in color what are you going to pick for views Obviously, they're going to pick Thomas Rest I Have Men. But I will also right. say this. I'm so glad you said all that. One, I think it's awesome that you took risks with original music on American Idol because I think that that um, – I wish there was more of that because I think that can really showcase songwriting and I, that can really showcase these young talents. But it's a show. There's ratings. Obviously, you know, there are some right. things they can and they can't do. Nonetheless, I remember watching your audition, and I watched you stand there, and then you opened your mouth, and I said, oh, 
this guy's going to rip one hell of a song. And then <laughs> you pick Thomas Rhett. And there's nothing wrong with Thomas Rhett. I'm, I'm wearing a Thomas Rhett hat right now. Like, I really, there's nothing yeah. wrong with Thomas Rhett. But I will also say that I was like, there is no way that the first song he wanted to sing was Die a Happy Man. I just can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't sit there and believe it. I was like, there's right. no shot. There's no way. And I'm so glad yeah. that it was a song. In, it was like in color. Because that's like one yeah, of my favorite man. songs ever. So that's like sick. <laughs> Dude, we kept it We kept it pretty country throughout the whole thing, man. Now, now whether everybody else got to see that. I mean, <laughs> Hawaii, man, I played uh, Fishing in the Dark, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. So. And, and, you know, man, Kyle, it was one of those things. Like when I come off that stage, like I was like, you know what? I've done the best I could do, man. <laughs> And like I felt really, really good about the audition, and still feel feel good about it. Yeah. You know, man, it just goes back to, to as you were saying, man, the ratings and stuff. But, um, you know, and and like I said, I, all of that being said, I wouldn't take anything for the experience, man. But mm-hmm. I, I do feel like there's there was pieces that were missing to who yeah. Clay Page is as a songwriter and as an artist. I completely understand. I completely get it. And I, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably agree with you after, you know, a minute of talking and you realizing that that's not who you were. And I could tell that by listening to your own music. So like, I mean, like, and that, that's pretty understandable, but I will say this is that I, I, I feel like by the end of your, your, your idle run there, I mean, think about how many, like you're saying that it'll open up these doors for you to go to places you probably wouldn't have even thought that you'd go to. And that's probably because people watch your audition inside fire on Instagram. And then there's a demand for you to go to, you know, right. here, there, and everywhere. So, um, I think if none, if nothing else, you know, you got some fans from other places in the country, and that's pretty darn cool. That's so, right. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. You got definitely, man. You know, it all goes back to that. I mean, at the end of the day, your fans are the ones that are, you know, driving right. your career. Right. And uh, so, like I say, man, I've been extremely blessed to have that newfound fan base you know across yeah. the country and stuff and i remember the night my audition aired it was insane dude um uh, my stuff like you know idol had told us like we needed to post you know that night man and my stuff was just blowing up blowing up That's... you know and i couldn't even get on to like you know make a post about it and stuff so yeah. it was it was surreal man and honestly as we're sitting here talking about it like it just takes me back to that space and yeah. um it was just sometimes i felt like i had to pinch myself like man what are you doing out here in california what are you doing in hawaii you know like yeah. i grew up in a small town in northeast georgia man so yeah. here, here i am out here in hollywood you know that's awesome dude that's so awesome man. <laughs> it was a great experience no nothing but without anything else you know it was a great experience and uh yes, you know, I, I could tell that you know it, for you it was fun and you enjoyed it and but i can also tell at the same time that you knew that there was something else there for you and that's why when we look at your music here in 2021 i mean you've done some good stuff dude you really have you've, you've put out somewhere in between and and i put in like i said i write notes Appreciate right so it. next to somewhere in between i have quotations and i all it says is real because those three songs are pretty much <laughs> as real as it gets so um well, thanks, man. And I, I think they're awesome. So I, you put that out early 2021 and then you just, you know, you recently put out Dixie and then uh, music video to follow, um, which has been out for about a week or so at this point, uh, maybe a little bit yes, less sir. than that. But um, um, so why don't we talk about that? The, that three song project there, you put out those three songs, somewhere in, in between keeping it real and working on myself. Where did they come from? Why'd you want to do it? Um, why'd you 
put the three out together and not three cents. Like, so how, how did you do this? Cause you obviously have music before this. This is not the first time you're putting music out. I know that right. music upon music. Upon yes, music. Sir. But I feel like this project was kind of your, like, this is who I am. Like, this is really who I am. And I could be wrong. Right. But that's what I thought. No, you're exactly right, man. You're exactly right. And, and, you know, I think that, so through American Idol and stuff, man, like you go through this stigma, like after you, you have national television, you know, exposure and stuff, man, it's almost like, I don't know. I, sometimes you feel like people around you, man, think that you've forgotten where you come from, that type thing, you know, but because you're progressing in your career and such yeah. as that. So like, it ain't never been like that for me, man. It ain't never been like that for me, regardless of my circumstances. You know, I think that's the line in, in uh, keeping it real. Yeah. You know, um, regardless of the circumstances, man, like I'm still Clay Page from Northeast Georgia, always will be. Mm -hmm. um, so, and it was just sort of connecting back to my roots, man. I was just like, you know, I want to do something that I want to do. Um, and that was sort of that project you know and and working on myself you know this was sort of the middle of the pandemic so i was going through a lot of stuff too you know just trying to figure out one what in the world i'm supposed to be doing as an artist right now during these times of like a global shutdown you know and uh just done a lot of self-evaluation man a lot of self-evaluation and, and trying to figure out you know what i'm doing what's my purpose you know all of that yeah. And just, you know, between the self-evaluation and just like trying to uh, reconnect back to my roots as an artist, you know, and, and just I've got five more songs loaded right now. And I feel like those songs are even more, you know, so Dixie's supposed to be a part of an EP yeah. and I've got five or I think it's, it may even be seven songs, man. I don't even know how many. Hell yeah. Right. Come on. But it's like all of those songs are, you know, just sort of reflecting back to like, I don't know, man, just my roots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, of what, no, no smoke and mirrors, no nothing. Just like me from my soul as an artist and like from, from my soul as a person too. Yeah. You know, you know and, and that's who you are. And I think that that's the, uh, the coolest part. And I mean, you know, what I took away from it is that those three songs came out of you know, a time where you were, everything was uncertain. Like you didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. You didn't know what next exactly. was going to bring. It was all uncertain. And basically it was just you and a guitar. And the way for you to get those feelings out was to write, write some shit down, play it on a guitar and see what comes out. No, like I said, man, those three songs were definitely, uh, you know, just, I, I wrote somewhere in between. I, I forgot to mention this with uh, Trent Willman. Mm. uh who's a big big texas guy and, and has done you know has done and still has a huge career man i was honored to be in the room with him but i remember me and him i had this title somewhere in between and i was like dude you know somewhere in between just means so many different things and uh and just as an artist you know and i felt like that was an appropriate title you know like that that word can be uh, or that title can be taken so many different ways, you know, yeah. and, and I felt like that's where the world was at, you know, yeah. it's, it's somewhere in between. And I just tried to write songs that was, was from the heart, man. Uh, I didn't really, it was almost, you know, not to sound cliche, man, but those three songs were, were very uh, therapeutic for me. So, yeah. And that's, and I, I that's why you do it. Right. 
Yes, sir. And and when you know, I was hoping that other people could say the same when when they were released. You know. Well, but, I mean, well, now that we're here, I mean, I might as well tell you that the, that a title of somewhere in between at my, you know, you know. When you were in a tough spot during COVID, I mean, so was I. So was a lot of people, right? Because like you never right. knew what was going to happen. I got laid off. I was sitting home. I started this. That was cool. But you never knew what the next week and the next month was going to bring. So, you know, you, you're, you're exactly. sitting and you're just like, all right, so now what? I mean, now what do you do? So, exactly. You know, you're in between a rock and a hard place, somewhere in between. You're somewhere in yeah. that range where, you know, you're doing good, but you're not doing that good. Some days you're better than others. So it's cool to hear that people right. also go through that. And that's why... I think that music, especially in that time, was so important because the words that were being said were hitting people to the core. And I think that that's yes, what that sir. did to a lot of people. And I think that, you know, that's why you did it. And that's important that you're doing it for the purpose of, of you know, touching someone. So, yes, sir. And, you know, Kyle, another thing too, man, like I felt like, you know, back sort of back to the conversation of, you know, how the underground thing is so huge now, like, um, you know, people was just looking for something real, man, nowadays. I mean, outside of music, just, I mean, in television and, and, and everything, like, you know, people was just looking, you, there's so much fake news and fake this and, and, and all of that. And it's just like, people's tired of it, man. They're just looking for something real. And like, I, I feel like that that is the music that they're listening to, you know, and, and even down to this new, this new music that I've been working on, like, I've just, wrote stuff from from my heart man and from my soul like yeah. that I, i'm not trying to chase a deal or chase a this or chase a that you know like I, i'm writing stuff that i feel like people need to hear you know <laughs> so uh if if i get a deal along the way man that's that's great but, that's a know, great way to look at it because why do we start doing this in the first place you do it for the song you do it for the writing and and you know i mean i guess that there are some people that end up losing that but if you can recognize the fact that even if you do sign a deal or if you do end up somewhere you'll never lose what's the most important to you then you'll have a successful career especially if you want to stay in that underground way so right. um you know and you know man i guess too that's that's sort of what i was saying man is like getting back to my roots like i feel like you know and i feel like every artist does this um but there there's always a spot in your career where it's like you start chasing that deal and you start chasing this and you start chasing all these things, man. And, and it's so easy to kind of get away, you know, from, from your roots, I guess you could say, yeah. um, as where you are as an artist, man. And I feel like these last two projects, I've just kind of like put all of that stuff to the side, man. You know, I have, I haven't forgot who I am as a person, you know and what that, I mean? Like that's regardless important. of what, regardless of what you know reception may be or whatever you know or my circumstances and things like that but I, I think that there is you know at the end of the day man like we all trying to better ourselves you know of course and and get to that next level and things like that but there's a line there also to where like you know you can't get too caught up in chasing the deal and stuff man so i just feel like these past two projects man it's been like just clay page from the soul like and that is that is more than anyone can ask for because if you think about it this way and and, and I'll, I'll say this is that um and i i can tell this already but if you if you think about it this way if you're playing some awesome songs right and you're writing what you want to write and you're putting out what you want to put out and you're also still the same person you were 10 years ago in light of yeah. your success 
someone's going to go, yeah, like that Clay Page dude, like he, he rocks and he's even better of a person. And then, you know, that's something you want to, you, you want to, you know, stay in and hone in on and, and, you know, that's honorable and that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, and, sure. and I respect it. I, I do respect it because well, it, it's a hard it, thing man. to do. It is a hard thing. I'm, I'm really excited to get these new songs out, man. Honestly. You should be because uh, Dixie, the first one off the EP, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And, and the video, the video is so much fun. And I wish I was there just to win. Yeah. Well, hey, man, that's Lake Russell, too. That that lake that we've been talking about. That's yeah. Lake Russell, man. So, like, let me, you, let me ask you. Let me ask you. You did a flip into the water with the, with the guitar. Did you ruin the guitar? I did, actually. Yeah. Man. So, <laughs> So I had a lot of people ask about that. Uh, it was actually a, a cheaper guitar. Somebody was like, man, you jumped in the lake with a Gibson. I was like, nah, man, not, not a Gibson. There was a Gibson in the video, but not that one. He's, he's, so, it's, it's the magic of, uh, of uh, video making. He just cut it out, switched the guitar, jumped in, then poured all the water out, and he thought he jumped that's in right. Gibson. That's right, man. So I, I actually let the guitar dry out for a little bit. And put a, a thank you note on it and give it to one of my buddies, man. So cool. he's got it on his wall right now with, with Lake Russell water stains and everything. I was like, dude, awesome. this doesn't make any sense right now. This is before the video come out. I was like, this doesn't make any sense right now, but in a few weeks it will. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I the video's fun. The song's fun. It's just you oh, know, thanks. you know. I, Shout I, out I, to my buddy uh, Trent Wilman again, man. That was another Trent Wilman song. Uh, Somewhere in between and, and Dixie too is is both songs that Trent and I wrote. And super talented guy, man. Just uh, anytime we we get together and write, man, I throw an idea his way, and he he drives the bus, dude. So. And that's always fun, man, to be in the room with folks that um, are just super talented, man. And you ever get nervous when you're in a room like that, and you you know you want to throw out an idea, but you're just like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, man, I I I I throw stuff out sometimes, and uh, without thinking, and then I'm like, after the fact, I'm like, oh, that was a dumb line. Yeah, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're uh, when you're in class and you don't want to uh, recommend a, an idea for a school project because you realize it's stupid but i mean you have to participate sometimes yeah that's right that's right <laughs> ptsd man. to high school you know what i'm saying that's the truth that's i heard a- somebody say one time man that you uh heard somebody a songwriter say one time like you know you want to be the weakest link in the room and i was like wow man that's so true because dude, <laughs> if you're the weakest link in the room like that means you're writing with people that are better than you, man. That's going to make you a better writer. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm always blessed, man, and, and fortunate to be in the room with some of the people that I am, man, because, I mean, God's good, man, for sure. I, like I said, I've been blessed, you know, uh, this far, man. And I, I as, as long as I've been doing this, man, I still feel like, you know, in many ways, we're just getting the ball rolling on this thing. I love it. Uh, That's why you do it. You do it for the love of the game. I think it's yes, awesome. Yes, sir. I think it's, it's awesome. It's a is hard Dixie, thing to explain. It is a, it is a, <laughs> trust me, I, you may not think I understand, but trust me, I actually really understand. It is a very hard thing to explain, especially when you do stuff like this and you, you sit here and talk to, uh, like I always say, I'll repeat it once. And if you, if you, I know I'm a broken record, but I will always say this is that, I, 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 you know, I talk to people, I, I stand behind as people, as um, musicians, as songwriters, you know, 
that that's why I do it because it's people I genuinely enjoy listening to on a regular basis. And um, you know, if not, nothing else, this is fun for me. So I understand that that you. Well, do I think it. it's awesome you doing what you're doing, man. And you I do a great job at it too, man. So. I do. I feel like we're literally just sitting on the porch, hanging out, man. We are. I mean, you give, give me a <laughs> give me a six pack and it's game over. We're all right. We know it's right. <laughs> we know what's going it, on. Dude. I like it. So, do you think Dixie? Let me ask you. You think Dixie sets a tone for the rest of this new project that's coming? I think so. Okay. I really do. I really do. Um, with that said, there's some straight up '90s uh, dance hall country music. Like something that you think you would hear down in Texas, man. Like at Billy Bob's or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there there's some of that on there. Uh and you know, there's there's one or two on there that is is more modern country. Uh there's one that I feel like is is pretty doggone edgy uh rock, you know? Yeah, so cool. there's gonna be a lot of different things on this this new EP that that I'm really excited about. And each one of the songs, man, are sort of their own thing. And, yeah. and that's one thing that I've always tried to do with when I go to release an AP, you know, I try to have, you know, I don't, I don't really want each song to sound the same, but yet like each one to be different. Yeah. Like still being, this probably sounds weird. Basically all the songs have to feel like they go on the same CD, but yet they have to be different. Yeah. Because you want they to, all have to be different, you know, like that, that probably sounds crazy, but different but the same you know it does not sound crazy it's that, that that's that's cool because it means that you care about what's going where and what the placement of each song on you know in the track list and i, I don't think people recognize how important that is when it comes to um you know putting out a record of some sort whether that be an EP right. or, or a full album but you know that's always important and i think it's cool that you want to change it up because why you don't want to like listen Everyone loves sad country songs. Let's be honest. It's it's just <laughs> never going to get around. You're never going to get around that. Everyone loves sad right. country songs. Even the happiest people, ergo myself, love sad country songs. But you also don't necessarily want to listen to 10 sad country songs in a row. You need a pace change in there. So right. I think it's cool that you want to make yeah. everything sound different. And it's unique and it's fun. Exactly, man. And you know, some of the albums that like have inspired me the most as an artist, man, are like, some of those that are so different, like the first song may be a straight up country song. And then the second song may be a, a folk song, you know, mm -hmm. or almost bluegrass or something, you know, like, and, and me as a listener, you know, and, and being inspired by this kind of stuff, man, it's just like, man, I want to do an album like that, yeah. you know, that type thing. So like I say, all these songs belong on the same EP. Yeah. Uh, but, I feel like each one of them is going to be very different too. Respect. Respect. So, I'm excited to hear it. I, I, do you have yeah, a release sir. date or do you think it's just kind of, we don't, man, I've got two more that's still like in the mixing stage gotcha. and you know, we're, we're fixing to start vamping up the, the marketing side of things on, on that. Um, I really feel like when these release, man, like that we're going to need some videos behind them because yeah. I feel like there's a couple of really strong songs on, the uh ep yeah there there's a couple on there man like i said that i feel like is really strong and if we we do what we need to do on the marketing side of things man i think that could be hell yeah it, it could be it could be it could be pretty good for us so. love it 
That's awesome. Yes, I'm sir. excited. I'm so yes, excited. Sir. Now you got you got me super excited, but no dates. It means I got something to look forward to. I, you know, I yeah, wait three months, four months, five months. We never know. So uh, I'm excited. That's, that's right, cool. man. Uh, that's cool. Are you a, uh, are you... a release party fishing trip, man? I'm... On this spotted bass down here on Lake Russell. Tell me when I'm there. I'm there. You know, it's, 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 yes, it's a short trip away. I could be there. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Um, are you a are you a vinyl guy by chance? Man, I've got a few vinyls. Um, I haven't really got deep into it. All right. I was only asking because I, I I wanted to see your thoughts on like if you would consider like taking your EP and and, and vinyling it or something because I know people. Dude, start- I've thought about that. I've thought about somewhere in between being on vinyl, honestly. I buy. Um, I buy. Well, thanks, man. I, I definitely, I really thought about doing that album uh, or that EP on vinyl, and I, was, and I still may. Uh, once you know this this new EP comes out, yeah, I'm not so sure, but I think the new EP is going to be titled either Dixie or Old Fashioned. Hell yeah, I'm not sure. So hell yeah. There, there is a song titled Old Fashioned on there. So, um, and I don't know, man. I, I think the vinyl thing is really cool that it's coming back around, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm waiting on it. CDs to come back around. I, I still sell, I still sell CDs. That's a tongue twister. I still sell CDs at live shows, man. Honestly, I'm like, hey, do y'all still, y'all still know what these are, you know? Honestly, laughs, you know? I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you that, I think it's a good idea because personally I have an older car with a CD player. And when my phone dies, yeah. I just pop a, I have a few CDs, like four or five of them. I think, yeah, something like that, but it ranges. It's like, um, there's like two Bruce CDs, two Garth Brooks CDs, uh, matchbox 20. Um, the essentials, there's, man. there's definitely something else. I think there's one more in there, but like if yeah. I, Oh, Aldine, Jason Aldine's in there. And there were just ones that I found or something. So I keep them in there. So if my phone dies, you just pop them in and they're, they're easily CDs that I will always listen to in full. So that's why you have them. So I think it's good because I think it's cool that you have like a physical hard copy and you know, yes, I just think that's cool. And even if someone just uses it to like put it on a shelf and like display it, like that's cool too. So, um, you yeah. know, I think I it's tell clear. folks that make really good beer coasters and dog frisbees. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There, there you go and i'm like hey if you get one of these beer coasters whenever your friends come over you can be like hey check out this beer coaster it plays music <laughs> i love it i love but, uh, it let's see have you seen the i'm sure you've seen the meme uh of the old skinner cassette yeah, yeah. you seen that yeah dude I, I always think about that with cds too you know it was like a, a civil war piece or something you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because i feel like i feel like things are coming so like in so much of a full circle that sometimes you look at a CD and you look at like a, like a vinyl and you're like, like a kid would be like, Oh, that's a vinyl. But a young kid would be right. like, all right, what the hell is that? Like, what's a CD? Exactly, Which is so weird to think about. Cause like we grew up on CDs. Like that's what we was right. Yeah, so, dude. Cassettes, you know, was, was just coming out, you know, or coming out of style, you know? Yeah. The CDs are coming, coming out of style. I just think it's so funny. No one knows what the hell a CD is, but everyone knows what a vinyl is. So it's so, <laughs> right, so funny. Man. I love it. Full circle. Clay, man, you're awesome. Thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate, oh, I appreciate you, uh, man. And I appreciate what you're doing for the community, man. Seriously. I, you know, I think there needs to be more, more people doing what you're doing, man. And uh, I just appreciate you, man. And I know everybody else. Uh, you know, on behalf of the songwriter and artist community, man, we all appreciate what you're doing. So. 
Well, I, I really, I really do appreciate that. It means a lot. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's you guys that drive this, and uh, you know, I, I, I just sit here and I'm the, I'm the moderator, and I just like to have fun. Well, so that's why we sit. I'm here. telling you, man, it's just like we're sitting on the front porch down here in Georgia. That's right. Rainy we're gonna make, we're gonna make it so, happen. Why don't we just make you it? Make happen? it easy, we man. You we make might it easy. as well. We might as well just make it happen, dude. Let's. Just, I'll be there next That's week, right? right? Let's. I'll be Come there on. next week. <laughs> Come on. I'll let you know, Clay. <laughs> you're the man. I I really do appreciate it, everybody. You need to go listen to Clay's music anywhere, anywhere you listen to music. Go spin it, go love it, go share it. Do all the fantastic things. He's awesome. He's not going to disappoint you, honestly. I mean, the only thing that's no, going to disappoint you is the fact that he's got a kick-ass head of hair. So if you're going bald, <laughs> might be upset, but that's not my fault. I mean, oh, man. That's, that's not my fault. At all. <laughs> Everybody needs to go follow Clay on Instagram at Clay Page and, uh, and at Clay Page Music and, and go stream all his music wherever you listen to music. Uh, Dixie's out now. The music video is out now. Uh, go to YouTube, watch to the music buddy. video. Yeah, I need to send a shout out to my buddy, uh, Gaines Productions, too, on the video, man. Oh, yeah. Super hard worker. Um, much respect to him man and just uh he's out here doing the thing so the video looks fantastic it is it is a fun video and it was done so well um so everybody go go smash that like button on that video and why don't you go share with your friends too because it's awesome and you'll enjoy it i mean there's there's no two ways around it uh but uh clay thanks again so much everybody remember to follow us on instagram uh at rcm underscore podcast new episodes come out every friday 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central as always I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Clay Page. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.